I tried to touch the screen. I tried to push it, and it's not doing anything. It seemed like a good idea, right? Like it, the idea. The idea of it. The concept. This is going to be a miserable month. When chaos comes, it's a chance to be initiated. You know, thinking that the United States and its ideas in church have come closest to reflecting reality is like thinking Iceland is the basketball capital of the world. It's actually a psychological disorder. F-O-M-O. Fear of missing out. When a man becomes who he was made to be by God, every day is adventure. Hey guys, welcome back to the Ansons podcast. I'm Sam, and we are queuing up the Ansons summer series, where we've invited a few members on staff here to pick out a favorite episode of theirs and revisit some of our favorite past episodes from around the office. So I think you guys are going to really enjoy. I'm Alan Arnold, and my favorite Ansons podcast from the past is one I get to introduce to you today in the summer remix series. It's titled No Smartphones for a Month. And man, this is a uh, disruptive, wild, fun podcast where basically Blaine and Sam invited several people from the Wild at Heart team, really everybody, to give up their phone, their nice, sleek, sophisticated, do-everything iPhone for 30 days last year. And several of us took them up on that. We did. It was an extremely disruptive experience. Because you go from this, uh, you know, high-tech device in your pocket that can do anything to a flip phone, which I I didn't even realize flip phones still were in existence. Like, I thought those went the way of other 1990 fads. But they really make flip phones, and they're still really hard to use, and they really don't do much. And that was the whole point was, let's take away all the reasons we reach for our iPhone, and now... Let's see what it's like to have something that basically is just a phone or that takes 30 minutes to send a single text because you're hitting a key three times just to get a certain letter. I think you're going to be amazed at what we discovered. I think you're going to laugh a lot. I think you're going to be um, looking at your own iPhone in a new way after this podcast. So here's no smartphones for a month. Welcome back to the Ensigns Podcast, guys. I'm Sam, and this is a bit of a different episode this week because it's an experiment. I pitched to a few members of the staff the idea of giving up our smartphones for a month and using a retro clamshell flip phone instead. All right, it's time to put the phone in the box. The box, it goes. At the end of the day, there were six of us And we committed to the month of October. October held an event for us as a team here at Ransom Heart. And people had travel. So it was actually a fairly good test month in that it had a lot of different moving pieces. This episode, we're going to take you through live reactions and some thoughts in the studio as we go through the month. And then we'll follow up. The very end of this episode is a month afterwards. So... Obviously, this episode is airing now in December, so we waited all through the month of November with our smartphones back in our pockets to reflect on what it was like 
back in that world now. So this is our experiment journey. What do we learn? Is it truly easier and better without technology? What's difficult? Why did we choose to do it? What did we miss? And what is there to gain from this sort of practice? There's a little bit of a language heads up here. We use some uh, frustrated language at the beginning. So if you're listening to this episode in the car with your kids, maybe pause and come back later. We don't get foul, foul, but I think we get uncreative when it comes to our irritation. So fair warning. I hope you guys enjoy it. It was, uh, it was, mm, I was going to say it was fun to do. It wasn't actually that fun to do. It was good and fun in the way that like an experiment is fun, but it was also difficult in ways that I think we were embarrassed to discover. So anyway, here we go. First impressions with the new flip phone? It's very simple and very complicated. Yes. But uh, I already feel um, a little freedom. All right. Yeah. I already feel a little freedom. Love it. Tell me about setting up your phone and that experience. Yeah. So... I flip this thing open and there and there's like contacts menu message at the bottom and I tried to Did you try touching the push, screen? I tried to touch the screen. <laughs> I tried to push it and it's not doing anything. And then and then I try to send a text message and I go I go over and and now not only do I have to hit a button to, okay, I have to hit a button to change to begin texting. the size or the capitalization, yes. lowercase versus uppercase versus symbols. And then I've got to push the button for the letter I want. How many times? And my only response was, you have to be shitting me. <laughs> This thing sucks. <laughs> yes. Like, this really sucks. It seemed like a good idea, right? Like it, the idea. The idea of it. The concept. Like I'm I'm fine with the phone that I can call and text on and not be able to do anything else, but I can't even text on this thing. Exactly. This is gonna be a miserable month. Why did you say yes to giving up your smartphone for a month? What was alluring to you? Pure pressure. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. you were, you were uh, two margaritas deep and it sounded like a good idea. <laughs> yes. Is that when we talked about that? Uh, you know, timing is yeah. an important thing when you want to bring up an argument. Um, no, I think it, it's something I've dreamed about for years. Like, get this damn thing off of me. Like, um, yeah, I, I, I thought it sounded like a great idea. I love, Until I love, today. I love the past tense. <laughs> Until, <laughs> right. Until you're knee deep in it. Yeah. Yeah, there's, I think, a kind of morbid curiosity mixed with a real desire to aggressively simplify and just go, I lived a life before I had an iPhone. Maybe that life is livable again. And saying and doing are two different things. I seriously... In the course of powering up my flip phone, was wanting to quit. Just quit. 
Yes. Oh, this thing is too terrible. <laughs> this was too long ago that I used a device that was like this. Yes. It's amazing how deep those hooks are. Oh, it's so true. I think I said yes. This is going to sound ironic. I don't know. I hate my phone, and I realize like how easy it makes my life. But there is so much mental energy going into, where's my phone? Am I going to drop my phone? Mm, yeah. And it, it's just so consuming. And so I've been toying with the idea of an Apple Watch, but I'm also like, that feels different because it's a tiny screen and can I do everything on it that I need? So I think this was kind of a test of like, can I let go of my little mini computer that lets me do so very much? And I know the watch does too, but. Which you're not doing this month, right? You don't have the oh, watch. No, I don't have it. Got yeah, no, I I wasn't sure if I could handle it. So I thought this is a great little challenge. And and already I'm like, I don't care about dropping this thing. <laughs> yeah. In fact, let's run these let's, things over. Yeah. yeah, I already feel this <laughs> mental like release of oh, maybe some I, hatred. During, during lunch, it doesn't tell you. It just gives you a name if yeah. you're getting a text or a call. And so I just see a name. <laughs> And I go, what's happening? <laughs> and, and I tried it. And I was trying to see because you open it. And let's say you get a text message. You open it and it doesn't pull up the text. It like pulls up happens. the home screen. And so I open it and tried to go, just in case, uh, hello? This is mine. And it turned out it was a text message. I was like, you just tried to answer a text message on a flip phone. It is. It's like the beginning of what were these intended for? So uh, two times already, I went out to lunch with Morgan and he, he asked me two questions in the course of a three-minute drive. And each time he asked me, I was like, oh, I don't know. Let me check my phone. Uh, mm -hmm. And I reached in my pocket and I felt this flip phone <laughs> and went, crap. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's right? all on the phone. I didn't realize right? how much of my life is on a freaking phone. Yeah. And I, like, um, back to why I chose to do this. Like, I, the other day, when, when you presented this idea, mm -hmm. I started paying attention and the other day I was sitting on the couch at home and I had my phone in my hand and I kept looking at it and I kept opening it up and I would flip to different things and it and there wasn't even anything that I needed to go look at mm -hmm. but I was just like flipping around with it and I and it just dawned on me this thing owns me totally and so that that was my motivation for doing this but I'm regretting it big time today <laughs> already. I've experienced uh, that muscle memory so much in yeah. the past few hours, just like tapping the top of my phone. Yes. Because it's on my desk. Well, that's or, the first thing I did when we got the phone yeah. was I tapped the screen. Nothing it. happens. <laughs> I'm just touching it to, for why. I'm just reaching for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm so aware of the behavior that feels like addiction. Yes. And in like the truest sense of the word. When I pitched the idea to you guys, as well as the other two, maybe three that are doing this with us, um, I knew there was going to be this sort of domino effect. There's the first reaction, which is, oh, empirically, yes, I want to be less attached to this device. But then there's going to be all of these sub uses that I really feel justify it. It's my calendar. 
It's my camera. Mm -hmm. It's my podcasts. It's my music. It's my GPS. Like it, there's going to be that secondary justification. And if we're willing to let go of some of those things today, within four hours, we're all demonstrating addictive behavior of like, I don't like this. I'm mad. I'm sending texts that take, <laughs> yes, a hundred to 200% more time. But like, I'm so mad. Yeah. You're feeling mad. At the, at my text messages. Yep. Well, you did send a group text that came as individual texts to six people today. Is that so how it works? That was another. I got four texts back saying, this only came through to me. Did she mean to send everyone? I'm like, oh God, this is the last time I'm ever doing that for the next 30 days. Sam, why did you choose? I mean, this was your dream, your vision. Uh, yeah, I'm aware of, like Alex mentioned on the couch, of how it is filling all of the cracks. That's how it started. And I think it's like ice in the cracks and it's expanding and taking over areas that it isn't meant to. So mm-hmm. do I love to be able to say, remind me in three hours to do X? Yes, but I am shelving massive portions of my day and present-mindedness into this device and letting it take care of things for me. Mm-hmm. So I, my hope is after the discomfort that I will be more present because I, I've taken away my drugs and I don't get to just, <laughs> I don't get to go there when there's a quiet 60 seconds. Okay, guys, so we've been in this for a month. Tomorrow we get the smartphones back. Yay. Alan, we haven't had your thoughts yet on the entire process. We had, we had a touch point earlier with some folks. You were pretty excited going in and had some high hopes, and even Kelly was interested in doing it. You're at the very end. Can you reflect back on what you thought it was going to be like and what it actually was like for your experience? Yeah, so I was excited at the concept of it, and I don't know if I told you this, but the day I was supposed to switch over was the day before boot camp, and I had this momentary panic attack of oh if gosh, I just, if I just call in sick today, yes, I can't get my phone, and then I'm in boot camp and I've got another three four days with it, and that's when I realized, man, this thing has way more of a hold on me than I ever imagined. Because I knew I wanted to do it, but then when it came time, I had that, uh, I don't know if I can do this as much as I thought I could. Um, but then once I got rid of it, I mean, yeah, flip phone is awkward. It's painful to use texting. It takes a day and a half to send a two sentence response. But, uh, as I look back, like it, it really was to me, one of the most, powerful months of discovery, self-discovery, because I realized how much the iPhone had a hold on me. Yeah. You described it in a conversation earlier as revolutionary, I think was the word. What has been revolutionary? Well, it's to me, it was revolutionary that this thing, this device that I called an iPhone that I realized I, I use it very little as a phone 
but all of the apps and all of the bells and whistles and the things that they design into it that makes you want it, need it, always a reason you have to have it on you, whether it's GPS or an alarm clock or a camera or music, like it, it becomes this thing that all of a sudden we all just feel like, well, there's a very logical reason I always have to have it with me. And that's where I started getting mad at myself for allowing that to happen on the front end. That's where I knew I, I need to get rid of this for a month and see how that changes my life. Totally. Totally. So Stacy, how about you? In this month, you actually got a smartphone for your daughter <laughs> and yes. had all of like, you talked about almost this feeling of like doom when you gave it to your son of here's your leash to the yeah. world. Um, so you are using a flip phone, unable yeah. to text, basically. It's almost worthless. You've traveled with it and <laughs> experienced some frustrations. What's that been like giving your daughter a smartphone while being off of this and being at the end of this month? Well, okay. It was part of the joy of the challenge because in the evening she would often grab my smartphone and it became her phone. So I was super excited to kind of let her not have access to that for a month. And she did amazingly well. And one of my favorite moments this month was her sitting on the couch playing with my flip phone. And she said, yeah, this will do mom. This will do, you know, I'd like a real phone, but this will do. <laughs> and I think we've all come to the realization, like smartphones aren't phones. They're handheld computers that have phone capabilities. So traveling was not convenient. I was very grateful to have a right or a wingman um, who did have a smartphone. So we were able to navigate and, but I did have to print out my plane ticket, which in itself, not a big deal, but you know, you have things you need to remember to do. What is my confirmation number? I had to have that written down so I could get the boarding pass. And ha had she not had a smartphone, I would have been looking at maps big time. And that would have been an inconvenience. One of the things that I'm struck by here last day, and I've been joking that we're going to take photos with our smartphones that are like soldiers coming back from war <laughs> and tearful embraces. You know, I look at technology and feel ambivalent about it because it's usually regarded as all development is positive. So the, the better, the more capabilities you give the phone in your pocket, the better your life will be. Obviously, we challenge that around here. But to the point that I actually dismiss all of it. And one thing I have to confess at the end of this month is there's some real ways not having that smartphone, I think, has made my life worse. The inability to easily access uh, other podcasts. I was like, wow, I actually, uh, I miss what that does in a season when there's not a lot of margin. And, you know, people could go, well, why don't you... You know, read a book or read the Bible. And I want to come back with him and go, do you want to know how often I read? You don't want to make that argument. Um, I'm telling you that there are real places that I'm surprised that not having the iPhone has made me a little, you know, more depressed on an evening or like actually taken away 
on a, to a certain extent from a, from the daily experiences of a life with God. Well, on the other hand, having a flip phone go dead on the weekend and having no communication proved to be amazing. Like I do like how present it lets you be. Okay. So I've enjoyed the fact that the dumb phones send as like those green messages. And I have totally pretended like I've never received a text from people. I don't know about you guys, but like when I send a text on an iPhone, it does the iMessage and I know it's gone through. When I send it and someone doesn't have it, it kind of just goes into like the ethosphere question mark. And I've tried to pretend like, oh man, I just never got your text. Like I don't have to respond to you because it's a pain in the butt to text back. Here's something that I was surprised by. And I'm curious if this was your experience as well. I was hoping first and foremost, that this experiment would reduce the creep where the smartphone has taken over unnecessary parts of my time. Um, it's beyond a phone, it's beyond email, it's beyond all those things. And I'm turning to it when I'm bored. And there's been certain cases where the, those of us who would do not have smartphones are the ones standing around with their phones in our pockets, having a conversation and everybody else has their smartphone out because there's 30 seconds and you can do something with that. Whereas we're just like, well, I guess we'll just talk to each other. And I've loved those. Right. I've been disappointed that technology is still there. It's still easy to turn to my laptop or my desktop for that distraction space that I had hoped removing the smartphone would do. So I, I think I had hoped that I would have less of a an ease turning to technology for those things. But I found like, it's not that hard to walk over to my laptop. It's on the kitchen counter. I need to use that now when I'm looking up a recipe. And so now it's open. Um, I had hoped for less of that. I think I was, maybe I'll find in the next month that I did a better job than I think I did. Yeah. But are there ways that you guys were hoping to see certain results that were maybe surprising or are there things that you had hoped would be a relief, but like Blaine was mentioning with the podcast were actually super obnoxious. Yes, both. But the biggest changes that I saw that were really positive were like at a restaurant. I never realized how much we grab our iPhone when the person we're with, our spouse, a friend, goes to the restroom or goes to refill their drink or whatever it is. Like my immediate reaction is to reach back and realize I don't have that distraction anymore. And that became, over time, it went from an irritation to very freeing that I can actually sit here for three, four, five minutes without having to numb my brain or just scan something online. Um, and that began this, this understanding of how much the phone was filling in space that I didn't need. Wait, doesn't it feel embarrassing at first though? Like who's this loser just sitting there staring well, out the window? It's a double loser do. because who's the loser not on his phone and then you pull out your flip phone <laughs> and then it's who's the loser with the 1970 flip phone, you know, so you can't win. It's embarrassing. I didn't even want people to see my flip phone. So I wouldn't make a call in public a lot of times because I'm like, I now I really feel ancient because <laughs> so it was, but, um, what I got back, yes, a lot of inconvenience. I hated the flip phone. There's nothing sexy about it. There's nothing that makes you want to have it. And the good part for me on that was I got about two to three hours of my day 
in new time that I didn't have before. So I actually got through two books, cover to cover, that I, there's, I know I wouldn't have read in the last 30 days because at night now I'm reading instead of just scanning on my phone or going into email or whatever. And, and I didn't do email uh, when I got home because I wasn't going to pull my laptop out, but I would have answered it on my iPhone. And so anyway, it, for me, the inconveniences were there, but the revelations were this thing had far more of my life than I wanted to give it. And I don't ever want to give it back that even when we switch back. Yeah. I think it was a super inconvenience and I cannot wait to get the smartphone back. And it, I really have a much greater appreciation for um, what the smartphone is and how convenient it makes my life. What surprised me most was I hate talking on the phone. I have some sort of anxiety issue there, which is a bigger issue. <laughs> but um, so it was super hard when people would text me and I have to get back to him. I heard from a girlfriend who I have not heard from in two years. It was my college roommate. And I was like, crap, what do I do? She texted me. And I couldn't ignore it, but I couldn't do like my bad grammar flip phone text to her because this girl deserves some of my time. So what surprises me, what I found I did most was I called people. And it was hard because I'm like, who has time for a two hour catch up phone call? Um, but I called her and that was like, it's a really big deal for me. And I called a lot of people versus just the quick three word text. And I don't know, there was something very real, um, a big growth for me in that respect. It really surprised me. I love that. Alan, what I noticed in yours is when people talk about doing a successful detox, what differentiates people who succeed in, you know, leaving technologies or something behind from those who don't is whether or not you succeed in taking something up. And so the books that you need something that's going to fill the window uh, that you were otherwise using to catch up on email at home. Yes. One thing, you know, to your point, Stacy. I'm fascinated by how much our world is completely designed to be navigated with a computer in your pocket and how much our cultural norms. I got a text from someone, so I called them to see if they were available. And we're all, while we're having a beer later, he sees this, the flip phone and goes, what is that? And I tell him <laughs> what's going on. And he was like, that's why you called me. When I texted you and you called right away, I was like, oh, are you serious? And I just went, yeah, no one right. wants to take call and who has the time for that? And I'm very intrigued by sort of the communication premium that a smartphone mm -hmm. goes. And I want to think more about what would be my communication takeaways of right. there's when it's easy to text, I do a lot of it. And therefore there's sort of a downgrade. I was intrigued by how isolated I felt with a flip phone. It's like, it's so all true. of this sounds so ridiculous. Uh, and yet I don't mind <laughs> sounding like a ridiculous person going, man, how often in an evening I would make dinner and text a photo to Sam and go, look at this. Or, 
you know, be reading a book and send a quote to someone and just go in the continuous experience, the feeling of being connected with people, suddenly being like, man, I just made this incredible pheasant mole. Love to send my dad a photo because he likes to cook wild game, but I guess I'll just eat it. <laughs> Enjoy it <laughs> for what it is. One of my questions here then too is, what would you take away from your iPhone? Are there things that you would love to never do on the computer in your pocket? There was a time during this experiment where I grabbed my husband's iPad to play games and I just felt my soul kind of whimper. Like, this is not what I need to do in that moment. Um, so instead, yeah, I like stared out a window and it was actually a much better choice. So I think it is such an intentional choice um, to balance the the helpfulness of the iPhone and really pay attention to like my body physically rejecting what I'm pursuing on my phone, if that makes sense. Like the games, just understanding that it's not what it needs in the moment. That's good. I, I For me, I'm not going to put internet um, back on my phone. So I'm not going to be able to just surf. Uh, I don't I don't plan on putting email capability on my phone, which is huge for me because it disciplines me then. Some people could say, well, just don't don't look at your email or don't just don't surf on the web. But for me, knowing it's not there is a far better option than trying to catch myself in the middle of wasting time surfing or, or doing something productive like answering 40 emails when I have, you know, an extra half hour. So I'm not going to have that. And I think I'm going to take away all social media. So basically my phone then becomes texting, phone, camera, GPS, and music. And that's about it. All the things that we use as the reason why we get to keep it. Right. And then we start adding in those other pieces that start creeping. And take more time ultimately. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's super good. So we're going to finish this episode a month from now, coming back into what, what's it like having the smartphone back in the pocket? How has it crept all the way back in? Do you use it differently? But I'm aware that getting it back tomorrow, there's a part of me that wants to just swing the pendulum all the way over and be like, I'm downloading five games. I'm sending all the like animojis in the world. Like, Oh, I'm just going to binge on this thing. <laughs> and I'm aware too, that I have really, like you, Alan, been grateful not to have email on my flip phone. The texting, it literally takes me 15 minutes. Like I sit down and I, to respond to three people yeah. takes that long. And so it's almost like not having a phone. It just lives somewhere else. And I hope that some of that is some of the effects of the smartphone of like, I just, it doesn't need to be front and center anymore. And Sam, really telling something short, I want to share with you on, for me yesterday was, so yesterday was the tw 30th right? Yeah. And so I came into the outpost and I saw Justin, who's going to flip our phones back to the smartphone. <laughs> and I was like, if we, if we want to do it right now, like we can, <laughs> I mean, I found myself that, that yes. unhealthy part going, oh, it's been mostly a month. <laughs> and so Alex walked by and was like, no, dude, it's not a month yet. You got another day and a half. And I was like, ah, and so <laughs> Even though I know I'm not going to use the phone, I hope I'm not in the old ways. 
that pull is still there in a way I don't like. Now it is. I think the biggest lesson was like just how much idle time mm. a smartphone creates in your life. I'd, like I started noticing I'd be at meals with people and if they had a smartphone, I started noticing the number of times that they pulled out their phone and did something with it while we were having this meal together. Yes. And I couldn't do that. Right. I didn't need to do that. And I didn't have a phone to do that with. And so I right. was more pre- I was more present to the meals and I loved that. Yes. And and, um, and it was regretful to see how much of our culture and how many people even in a meal can't stay away from this thing right oh yeah oh yeah um so yeah like the lesson learned was man i didn't look at my phone when i was with other people because there was nothing to look at (laughs) i know it's like sounds so funny and even when i got a text it was like well it's gonna take me 20 minutes to do a reply so it's not even worth looking at yes I'm with you. I'm just not even going to look at the text. Right. So it just made me a lot more present to people mm, and that's cool. things. Um, but it was super inconvenient because of the texting. Right. Like it was slow, isolating at the same time. Slow responses, short responses. Can't communicate what I actually want to communicate. Well, and you started calling people. I started calling people. Yeah. Well, initially, initially, so that's pain. all I did. Yeah. Because I was like, it was such a pain to push, you know, the button two, you know, three times to get a C. Right. That I just would call people, like I said, hey, I know that this ain't normal, but I have a flip phone. Let's just have a conversation about this. Right. Like, and that was kind of cool, actually. Like, I had some cool conversations Mm. where it's like, oh, it's just a novelty, right? Um, and I think what I realized in this is I, I don't need email, I don't need social, and I don't need games. Yeah. Like, and so any of that that's on my phone when I turn this thing back on yeah. is going away. Interesting. My question mark is, I don't think I need internet either, but I... But I am running ahead thinking of situations where I'm like, yeah, but it would be really nice to just be able to quickly, like, I can just look up something, like, get an answer, that kind of thing. Um, You start getting a little twitchy. Yeah, but that, like, but I realize, like, if I open that door, like, it just, it's a Pandora's box, I think. And will suck me back in. Like, I could see that being the thing that, I sit on the couch and I pull out my phone because I have internet and I can just kind of browse and look around and like it'll do exactly what I've appreciated being away from yeah. all this time. Yeah. Um, and what f- feels helpful in my life having a smartphone is text, camera, phone, and map. That's what I feel like right. is helpful and I'll use and I'm going to keep on my phone. Right. Um, yep. the final thing 
the biggest realization is our world is built on the assumption that everybody owns a smartphone. Yes. Like, yes. You buy a ticket to something, you get a scan code, you like. Okay, we did scuba certification during yeah. this month. Yeah. And the way to log your dives and get your certification was to have the app. And when I explained that I didn't have a smartphone and didn't, <laughs> couldn't get the app, the guy was so confused and so like didn't know what we were going to possibly do that it was like I was a caveman. Yeah. The world is like, you have a smartphone, pull out, get the app. <laughs> Are you ready to? Yeah. My, I didn't know if y'all were. My card's yeah. in my He's phone. He's just giving some final thoughts about on this. But I say, okay. we, I say we push the button right. at the same time. All right. Okay. Fire these things up. Alan, I'm going to shut it off. Shut it off. I know you're sad to see it go. That's a lovely background you chose. Well, it's kind I of relaxing. Of <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see I that one. I wanted something watery. Yes. Hurry up, guys, because everyone texting me right now, I'm never going to get you're the text message. You're not available right now. I don't, yeah, is that the case? I don't Any know. text in the next I? 30 seconds? <laughs> oh, I don't know why I'm being gentle with this thing. I basically want to just throw these in the I trash. I think we ought to save these phones and offer them at homecoming. Ooh. Any six of you that want to get your <laughs> life back, yes. you could win a flip phone. Or we just put them under random chairs mm-hmm. and from stage <laughs> say, phone. Jesus has said that you need a month off from your smartphone. Yes. No, now. Give me phone your phone under right your now. chair. You can do it now. All right. That's it. Turn right. it on. Ready? All right. Let's go. Wow. Uh, your phone might uh, be dead. My battery, I think, is dead. <laughs> that means you can't. Yeah. Well, where's that cord? Al and I are back in. Boy, where's that cord? Let's make sure. Okay. Yep, all my texts are gone. Sorry, there's going to be a bunch of paper because I'm going to dig through my desk to find it. Alan, I'm so excited. What? Oh my God. Woo! Did you already get a call? It, it kind of hurts my eyes. <laughs> it's so bright. Wow. Oh, That's too bad you have to charge oh, yours out. <laughs> well, Let me know how it goes for you later. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta go download some games. <laughs> Alex, I'm not even sure how to charge it. <laughs> Man. It does feel better than it should. It does. Like I'm a little, You're a little unhappy with myself. Because yeah. it works. It works. Like they Does did. it be able to see who's calling? <laughs> They they got a few things right. Yeah. When they made phones smarter and easier to use. Yes. Alex, I'm trying to call you right now. Oh, but... I got it. Oh. Unlock iPhone. He's in. What's my What's your password? password? <laughs> what is your password? Got it. Okay. What? Uh, yeah, it's what's making me my do a bunch iTunes of, password. It's making me do things like that too. Oh crap! You know, all month I would have to ask Kelly, "What's the weather going to be like today?" Yes. Yeah. She'd be like, "Quit <laughs> asking me that." <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I was like, Kelly, I don't know how to get to Bart's place, so can you be my Siri? So she was like, "Turn left." 30 seconds. Now turn right. <laughs> did she do it in a British accent? That's how I will. So, she, can I ask? I did it the old school way. I had a I had a doctor's appointment I had to go to. Yes. And 
I had, well, I'd gotten the address from my doctor for a blood draw I needed to go do, and where the blood draw place was, they gave me the address on a sheet of paper, like old school way. Yeah. And I mean, so I didn't have a map you didn't know when to, to find it. Yeah. But I knew the street. I knew what street it was that it was on. But how'd you know? And they... so I just drove to that street and drove down it and looked at numbers on buildings until I found the building. So you knew how to get to the street? I knew how to get to the street, okay. but I didn't okay. know where it was on that street. Yeah. And so, so I did it the old school way. Yeah. But it's really interesting. Like, they don't make building numbers as obvious as uh, they used to because uh, nobody needs yeah. that anymore. So it was a little hard to find. Okay, what's the first app you opened? My text. And how long did it take? My text to see if. Text immediately. Anything they're came gone through. Nope. They're, they're not, gone. Nothing. Weather. Weather. I just wanted to see if it was going to. Yeah, you know, I did. I immediately made sure that my watch was syncing with my Bluetooth and I could text Strava. <laughs> and I'm now going to send the hand emojis to my entire group. <laughs> <laughs> All be at our desk today. Just on our oh, God. It feels so good. We had our smartphones back for all of November <laughs> after not having them for all of October. And. We had a conversation at the end of having the phones that it actually felt like it would be good to do this last piece, to have it be like, now that you're back in, what's been the experience? What's been the takeaway? What's changed? What hasn't changed? Did you binge? Did you download all the things? Did you delete things? <laughs> We're a month back in. What's the thought? I immediately deleted a ton of stuff from my phone, although half of it was my kids' stuff. So it just felt like... <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Jake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No more <laughs> games. No more games for you. Um, and I think I've been doing really good. It felt a little sad as I saw my weekly time of how long I've been on my phone has slightly increased each week. And we just came off of Thanksgiving. I took the whole week off. And I was appalled at myself for how much I sat on the couch and grabbed my phone. Right. <laughs> and I was so mad. Mm -hmm. And I'd set it down. And then I was bored, so I'd pick it up again. And so I felt like I was back in the rhythm. But I think overall, I'm able to release it. It was just a really <laughs> bad week I'm coming off of. <laughs> it's still there. Uh, it's still there to grab. Yep. And... Also, I am thrilled because it has also made my life easy. I can text people and I can look at my calendar. Yes. There's so many things. I can pay for things without pulling my credit card out. Mm -hmm. it, it really is a fabulous piece of technology. It is. And I was expecting Blaine to be like at more of our meetings now that he has a calendar again. <laughs> What's your excuse, Blaine? I'm, the lowest common denominator here isn't the phone. Yeah, explain that one, Blaine. I just don't like going to your meetings. <laughs> <laughs> fine. How about you, Alex? Yeah, uh, similar to Stacy. Like, coming off of it, you know, I was, I was so motivated. I was so, you know, okay, this is my chance. I'm going to delete everything. I'm just going to have phone and text which I was really looking forward to because <laughs> that flip phone it's was such awesome. a pain in the rear yeah. to try to send a text. And then the group message thing was such a pain. Anyways, um, so I had these big hopes and it was going to be phone, text, and calendar. That's all you need, right? That's it. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, well, it is helpful to have 
the map so I can drive places. And then I was like, but I'm not doing internet. Like internet will not come back onto my phone. And I was so committed and I, de I deleted a, a whole bunch of apps and like probably, I don't know, 80% of the apps that were on my phone got deleted after I got it back and slowly attrition and oh man, this would be so much easier if I just added that one thing <laughs> yep. and and the internet's back on my phone because of course like you're out and about and you need to look something up real quick so you can find that address get to that place and and um yeah so sad sadly you know some things have not stuck other things have stuck so there's no games on my phone currently <laughs> Try not to let that one. You just deleted made it before we came in the studio, though. So like, two <laughs> months of no games. You know, there's this new Elkening El game, Alex. I've been wanting to show you. Really? <laughs> I think it's the, the interesting thing to me about detox is that you. I'm where you really do need to detox in order to make good decisions about things. Where if you ask like the totally caffeine addicted person, how many cups of coffee? It's like would be like ideal, and they might even say, you know, two. I just left morning and kind of the mid morning, and go. That's a that sounds like a legitimate place to land. Why don't you totally take a month off of caffeine detox, and then think about what you actually like it for? And it usually ends up being like, I just love that morning cup of coffee. I love the morning ritual, and it's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the eleven o'clock coffee is because you're totally caffeine addicted, and you're actually feeling sad. Because you're addicted by 11, so you drink more coffee. And I think similar with my phone, there was like realizing that it had, that normally my phone would never be turned off ever. Mm -hmm. uh, and so something that I mean, I've done before, but has come back in force uh, that actually began during the detox was like, it's ridiculous to like go a whole week without turning your phone completely off. And it's just fascinating to go, how many of my friends say, yeah, I couldn't because my job has to contact me and my blank has to and this and like, and, mm -hmm. and there are some where it's like your work has to be able to get a hold of you. But I'm like, your world, so you, you, what you're saying is that your life is designed such that you can never not be on call. I don't think that's good for human beings. Right. Uh, and so, you know, I turn mine off on Friday night. I don't turn on again until Sunday morning. And it's just this amazing like, um, so I think texting is amazing. Wow. Being able to look, having a supercomputer internet, really amazing. I didn't even, I didn't even think about taking the internet off my phone. I'm like, are you crazy? How will I settle the dispute about like the current value of gold or something that comes up <laughs> while you're driving and be like, we're just going to talk. Very weird disputes. Till we go to a library. Like, right. uh, that one's there. I think that the significant things that I was hoping to grab the opportunity for a lot of things, only grabbed it for a few, where it's like, okay, well, I'll have my own clarity, so maybe I can think through, what do I want this tool for? What are my real needs? How much is my world designed in a way that I think is good for me? Like, if, if it's so infuriating to me to not be able to text people, like... Yeah, what's up with not calling yeah. people? Am I actually overlapping with people in my life enough to, like, make the relationship meaningful? Or do we just have to, like, constantly text to, like keep the agitation up mm. and I don't have an answer to that question yet or to not really engage oh yeah mm. I would say like coming all the way down to the extreme practical 
Regular turning off, amazing. And then two is, I think I'm impressed with how inefficient like people are and are designed to be, where I'm like the whole, we spend a third of our time sleeping and 20 minutes of focus and just kind of go like the world is designed for smartphones and laptop computers Whereas like people and like the pace that God has built into creation is like kind of startlingly slow. And I'm just amazed like how I think boredom is bad. Last night I had a big chunk of time free because my wife was at a small group and my daughter was down. I'm like, my one goal for night is I'm not going to look at my phone. I don't feel like reading. And so I was just bored for like an hour and a half. And I was like really frustrated by the end of it. <laughs> like, and I... M got back and was like, how's your night? I was like, it's kind of, and I like bored was what I used as though like interchangeable with bad <laughs> instead yeah, of just like so nothing happened. It was just, yeah. Like, um, and so I think I feel still charged at this point to kind of fight for, or to like keep pushing into the fight for leisurely in between times, not needing to be agitated all the time. And kind of this thing of like, I don't think I need to be stimulated all that much. I think bored is fine. And I want to cultivate the ability of just boring in between times and myself. Mm. Yeah. So for me, bringing the phone back in actually was like a lot of joy. I had all of those endorphins of staring at the screen and having it respond to be able to do all those things. And, and then I actually got really stressed. Like the ability, I'm, I'm like more keyed up now to sounds on my phone than I was before. I'm, I'm more on edge and ready to hear, respond. And like, it just keeps coming. It, the emails, I deleted the app, but I still have internet, the texts, the phone calls. Like it just seems like that, that pipe is just turned all the way open. And I've had moments where I've, I've just needed to write down a pad of paper, like, okay, these are the things I need to just begin untangling. And I'm also very aware that I didn't need the month away to accomplish some mm -hmm. of the things. What I actually need mm -hmm. is to have a concrete vision, a concrete, like expressed, this is what I'm going to be doing. And having the month off, like I love those moments where the people who had the flip phones were more present because it was so boring to be on the phone. And some of that, actually, I, I do want to be kind and say that has rolled over. There mm -hmm. has been plenty of times where I'm more likely to leave my phone on the other side of the room. I'm yep. more likely to have it be on airplane mode or do not disturb and just roll through the day like that. And that's wonderful. So those pieces are there. And yes, I downloaded a game and then deleted it three days later <laughs> where I'm like, I want this thing. I just want, I don't want to be bored. I want to, I, don't, I hate it. Okay. And I'm deleting it again. And there's just that piece of like, I'm very aware that I turned to it for medicating. Yeah. Yep. I turned to it for medicating this morning and last night. And it may only be 30 seconds or five minutes, pull up Netflix, watch a little bit more of that documentary while JD's in the bathroom before our meeting. And it's like, oh my gosh you needed that 30 seconds of that documentary right now? Like, what is the matter with you? It's absurd. And I also want to be kind because we, I can walk back in the studio and have that question of how's it going? And I do what you do, Stacey, of like, I wish it was better and I'm not. <laughs> and now I feel horrible. But also I think we're aware of how we feel when we're self-medicating through our phone. Mm. Say more. Yes. Um, I, I think we're aware of like this this isn't actually feeding my soul mm -hmm. where I, I want to like do something with these three minutes I have free, but it's actually my soul's feeling Bleh. Right. It's not doing anything for it. Yes. Or the aversion to just kind of like having to push into 
breathing. Oh, like a difficult experience. Like last night, I'm bored and I'm like feeling slightly low. But my thought was like, I'm like, oh man, I just want to like, you know, scroll YouTube and watch the latest Corey Jacobson Destination Elk video. But like, I was like, oh, I'm feeling low. None of that would help. I don't think there's any fixing that right now. I don't think that I can Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. stimulate my way out of this. And like, I mean, it's connected with the taking the detox of the phone and watching it happen there also made me notice like, wow, I similarly, I, at the first sign of hunger, snack always. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's so interesting to me that like, I can't just like acknowledge that and go like, yeah, man, I'm hungry. Good thing lunch isn't an hour, but it's like, um, Mm -hmm. I do with my phone what I do with other things, which is like, like eliminate the pain always as quickly as possible without pushing into like, I'm bored, but I don't think there's a solution. I can't distract my way out of feeling low. Like something else is going on and I'm going to sit there. Yeah, that's so good. Okay. So, so final question for you guys, for someone who's not going to do what we did for someone who's just mm-hmm. going to be in the world of smartphone, cause who's going to spend a hundred dollars to pick up a new phone to do this obnoxious experiment for a month. What's a thing that you would throw them that might be helpful? What's what's a way of using their phone or addressing their pain or being aware of how it's not working? Like, what's the piece that you would offer the version of you that didn't do this? I think Blaine said something really important when he was describing his experience, and that's that you can't you can't really see the value in these things unless you're willing to go through a detox period. And so a lot of the fruit that I'm hearing around the table is the experience we had of consciously choosing a detox. But I think there's still a way to do that. Like you don't have to go out and buy a $100 flip phone and put away your iPhone for a month if you're willing to take steps to limit your iPhone. Um, and so I, like I would challenge people and even if it's just a week, like take it one week, um, and challenge yourself to go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to remove the internet from it. I'm going to remove every game that's on it. And I'm just going to use it as a texting and calling device, um, and, and limit the apps that are on it just for a week. Mm-hmm. And see how it goes, and see your reaction to, you know, what it's what it's like to live that way, and and it'll tell you a lot about yourself. It'll tell you a lot about where you're medicating and where you're jumping to. And um, I think, like you said, Blaine, I think one of the biggest values coming out of it was just uh, realizing how crazy the pace of the world is, how mu- how much people are queued up to be connected all the time. And that's just been really helpful for me now Now that I've gone through that and experienced what it's like to not be as reachable, like that's carrying over. My phone sits on the kitchen counter at night. You know, this morning I had an urgent text from a friend who really needed something and I didn't see it until I left for work um, and picked up my phone um, before I was going to head out the door. And but the world went on and that person's okay and it's not as dramatic as it seems. So, it, you know, that that's just been such a good experience. Yeah, I think for me, I would say delete 
all of your social media from your phone and have a plan for your home life. It lives Mm -hmm. on the counter and you go to it when you want it. But when it's away, when it's harder to get to, it's not in your pocket and it's, it's silent. Those two pieces will accomplish a lot for your rhythm with it. Yep. My wisdom is really pay attention to what is helpful on your phone slash computer in your hand and what is being used as a distraction and really step into the discomfort of standing in line at the DMV. Like, is it, it is okay to be bored and to people watch if you're at an airport for hours on end. Like, what? really ask yourself, what's the discomfort of not spending that entire time on your phone or even at the dinner table with your family? You know, it's okay to be sitting in silence with each other because mm. it will eventually lead to conversation. But yeah, what's, what are you That's using good. as a distraction? And as Alex said, if it means um, deleting everything off your phone and then seeing what you need and what you don't, that's a great place to start. Mm. That's so good. Well, you guys, thanks for doing this with me. And if anyone's listening and curious, we do actually have several flip phones. For if you sale. happen to have a Verizon <laughs> account, it gives you a great deal on a flip phone for your own detox. 